Welcome to ContenderCast, a global leadership and consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now, here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for listening. Thanks for doing. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for subscribing. It's Justin Hahnemann on the ContenderCast for shining a light on bright ideas. Today, you're going to be hungry for salad with the salad dressing that we're talking about today. I can't even wait. It's the first vegan buttermilk for a healthier salad dressing uh, product. You're going to love it. The inventor, Bill Myers, is on today. He's founder and CEO of Millet. Mill It. Bill, it's so great to have you on the podcast. No, thanks, Justin. I'm super excited to be here. I could not wait for you to join. We were actually talking beforehand. Um, Bill sent over some samples uh, this last week, and I got to try out the salad dressing. It was so good. I love salad, but like, and actually most of my family loves salad. And so I was just so impressed by the packaging, the quality, the taste. It was like really cool. And I had so many questions at that point. And then I was like, okay, cool. Perfect. We're going to be talking at the end of the week. And here we are. So um, before we get to your company and the product, which gosh, you've you've gotten to this place so quickly. Share with our audience a little bit about your background. I I saw in doing some of my own homework that you've done some work in the food space, so you knew a little bit about that, and you got your degree like in the food space. So share with our audience what that's like. Yeah, so my dad's actually a food scientist, so my whole life I grew up around food. Um, as he like worked different jobs, and different jobs would take him all over the country. So I've been exposed to the food industry for twenty seven years. I was like a taste tester my whole life. So I've been around new products, new innovation, um, decided to study food science myself. And so, you know, a lot of creating healthy products or, or looking for better for you products was something that's almost like in my DNA. And then um, I was able to work with my dad for a company that makes almond milk prior to starting Millet. And so I do have a lot of like experience and and like knowledge of the category and what consumers are looking for prior to launching Millet. And and that's so helpful, I think, especially. I'm sure you found that in getting launched here. Um, Dairy-free products powered by ancient grains. Um, You guys, I'm sure you're like, what? Got to tell me more. Gluten-free, dairy-free, soy-free, guilt-free, (laughs) cruelty-free. It's very, very cool. Um, When you guys check out the packaging, you're going to love it. So let's do this. So you you decide you want to start your own business in this space. How did you decide that? And then how did you just choose this category? Yeah, no, that's a great question. I think... For me, I always looked at different brands and like wanted to start something. I really love ice cream. So I always wanted to start like an ice cream company. I don't think a lot of people dream about making the first dairy free buttermilk or the first <laughs> right. vegan salad dressing. <laughs> totally. but, but that was just kind of something that we came across. So my dad had actually worked for a pretty large salad dressing company um, when I was in high school. Got it. And so he he's really skilled with salad dressings and so he had the idea we could make the first dairy-free buttermilk and use it as a one-to-one replacer of traditional buttermilk and salad dressings because at the time like three or four years ago when we started this there were a few different salad dressing companies out there that were vegan but they were taking out the the buttermilk or the dairy component of just replace it with like more oils or more fat. And so a lot of the early vegan dressings, they just weren't very good for you. And the texture was off. And so that we just saw a lot of like opportunities to really bring consumers 
something that they're used to that tastes great, but doesn't have the dairy allergy because so many people struggle with like lactose intolerance and, and have different like illnesses that prevent them from enjoying dairy. And so to make like a plant-based or lactose like free option was something that we really wanted to do. Got it. That's kind of the, and the product and then how we kind of came into vegan buttermilk and vegan salad dressings compared to like all the other different companies that we could have started. Wow. Pretty cool. How long did it take you to decide from that conversation around, Hey, we could do this. We could replace the, the, the buttermilk piece with plant-based buttermilk. Like how did, how long from that conversation to, okay, we're actually going to start exploring this. Yeah, no. So I think me being a little young and naive, um, I was like, guns blazing like all right let's go (laughs) you know didn't didn't really have to think like too much about risk whereas my dad was a little bit more hesitant having a family and like responsibility and so me just kind of being young and naive i just kind of was all in like that night was already trying to think of ways that we can make a dairy-free buttermilk started doing a lot of research um and so yeah i was definitely a go-getter really trying to get after it um, the name millet actually comes from the ancient grain millet. And so like on our website, we, we put like, we mill millet to make millet as just like a fun way to incorporate the ancient grains. And so most people are probably familiar with quinoa, which is one of the more famous ancient grains and different grains out there that are really good for you and actually really good for the environment. And so we use millet and sorghum in our products, but there's also like amaranth, there's buckwheat, there's quinoa, there's like up to 20 different ancient grains that were used by like ancient societies and like were the staple crops. And so we did a lot of experimenting with those and just wanted to find like alternatives that were truly sustainable that could be like used to make healthy hypoallergenic products. So that was kind of the idea behind it, but it took a lot of different research and and like hypotheses and like proving them, seeing what worked, what didn't, what actually tastes good, what didn't um, to finally be able to make something that we could, you know, we could sell and that we could deliver to consumers. So love, love that. Now, how did it start? Were you making this at home in the kitchen? Did you have a commercial kitchen? Like I, obviously you and your father both knew this kind of industry and ingredients and, you know, kind of how things worked in terms of making product, but how did you do that yourself, you know, in, in testing out different theories for this product? Yeah. So my mom, like she's a trooper. She kind of put up with a lot. We kind of like commandeered the, uh, the dining room and turned (laughs) it into like a little lab. So we were doing a lot of different studies, had a bunch of different, like, like fermentation things set up so that we could like make different buttermilk and try different things and seeing what worked and what didn't and what would have the right texture and consistency. So yeah, we did that for like three or four months. So my mom couldn't have friends over for a little while, but you can't can't go in the dining room. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, I think she got a little tired of it, but she was pretty patient with us for a while. So I appreciate that. That's really cool. Um, So you're testing out different mixes, different uh, flavor profiles, different, you know, I'd say consistencies. Mm -hmm. How did you decide, okay, I think we have something to launch with. And and, I mean, you're only what a year or two in here and you've got the buttermilk, you've got dressings. Like how did that work? How did you decide? Okay. I think this is it. Yeah, no, that's a great question. So we definitely failed a lot before we got like the first product launched. 
Um, we did try to do yogurts as well, looking at like different ways to do that. Um, but with yogurts, it's such a like massive category and there's like super large players, like billion totally. dollar companies that are already in there, um, that it kind of makes it a harder barrier to entry. And then, you know, we initially were pitching stores even before the pandemic. And so, you know, for us, when, you know, the world kind of shut down in March, 2020, you know, most stores stopped evaluating products for That's like right. nine months to a year. And like, there's still some stores that are, are, aren't even looking at new products. And so that's kind of affected us, um, and our ability to like get things launched because it was like right at that time where we had a few different yogurts that we were trying to pitch. And then we had the salad dressings. Um, we didn't actually pitch buttermilk as its own item until we were meeting with Whole Foods. So um, we were able to do just a lot of networking and then, you know, present products to to Whole Foods. And then, you know, their Northeast buyer just really loved what we were doing, really bought into it. And then he actually asked us, as, it's like, if you're using buttermilk to make salad dressings, could you do it as a standalone item? Oh, interesting. So That's it interesting. Was, it of course, wasn't right? Really like That's no brainer. On our part, it was kind of like, oh yeah, no, here's a really good market opportunity for a product that a lot of people could use. So really, really cool. Um, I got to, uh, to sample the product. Um, uh, like I said, so great. One of the things I noticed right away, um, before I even opened anything was the packaging is really great. Um, it's well-designed, uh, it's appealing. The label is great. Like how did you guys figure all of that out? And then kind of the packaging of product. Yeah. So I really appreciate that. We spent a lot of time working on that. Um, with our design team and they, they did a fantastic job really capturing like the essence of the brand and what we try to stand for. Um, and so on our packaging, we have the best taste is plant-based, which is our trademark, which is our promise, our slogan. You know, we really try to signal to consumers, you're not going to have to sacrifice on taste when having a plant-based product. And I think a lot of people that have tried to eat healthier have tried plant-based some of the early like products that hit the market didn't always meet like the taste requirement that they were looking for. And so we're really trying to encourage consumers like, Hey, you're not going to notice the difference between this and a traditional dairy product. And it's going to be something that tastes great. That's good for you. That has everything that you're looking for, but like the number one purchase factor for consumers is taste. And so that's why the best taste is plant-based. We really, really wanted to, to drive that message home. And so yeah, that's why it's so prominently displayed on the package. Yeah, it's great. I like the rhyme too, by the way. It's very, very catchy. Uh, I mentioned buttermilk and classic ranch. There's also creamy Italian and Thousand Island. Okay, so what's cool on your website? I was reading like, you know, this goes great with this food and this food. And so I was, I was looking at ranch, of course. Like I said, I like ranch. Um, it goes with chips, fries, sandwiches, snacks. Okay, but then you said your favorite pizza. Do people really put ranch on pizza? Oh, yeah. No, I no. think it's a regional thing, but there are people... <laughs> I couldn't believe that one who will like dip their pizza in ranch or it's like, Oh, interesting. I might have to try there, that. <laughs> there are people who swear by it. So that's a, that's a new one. You're going to have to try. That's actually kind of cool. I love it. All right. So, um, back to the story. So you got product packaging, you got marketing labeling. How did you think about going to market? Was it, Hey, we're going to go pitch retailers. We're going to sell direct to consumer. Like, how did you think about that? Yeah, so we're a refrigerated product. Um, and so that kind of limited our ability to go direct to consumer from the start. A lot of companies are able to do that on their website if they're like a dry good or, or something like that. 
Whereas for us, we almost, we knew we had to go into retail right away. And so it kind of carved the path for us. Um, early on, like we, we have really good investors who, who believe in our company, but early on, we didn't have a lot of like money yet. And so, you know, I was just cold contacting people on LinkedIn, cold contacting stores, just calling them, telling them, Hey, this is what we've got. This is what we've created. This was long before we had any packaging. So I'd just be sending bottles in the mail, trying to see what <laughs> I love stick, it. I love you know, it. maxing out credit cards to send oh my gosh. You know, FedEx shipments to people. So that was kind of how it got off the ground until we finally had people who tried the product. And then, you know, a lot of times once they try it, it's like, wow, this is better than anything that we've got currently how can we get it in the shelf how can we get it in the store and so we're just lucky whole foods took a chance on us and let us really get out there wow that's really really cool um and then what was the initial feedback how did you start how did you know hey i think we got something that's working here well i think we're still in that phase where we're still trying to prove the market still trying to prove that it, it works um but you know just seeing more and more stores want to carry the products we're to the point now where you've got like 2000 different stores committed, like Unbelievable. across the country. So yeah, that's amazing, dude. Yeah, no, it's, it's really cool. It's been, you know, all in all, like if you look at like the scope of things, it, it's incredible to see what we've been able to accomplish. But when you go through it, like the day to day, I feel like there's always like different <laughs> hurdles, different things you have to overcome, Yeah, you know? Meeting no, certain stores requirements or just making sure everything gets delivered and things are on time available for consumer for the consumers i know like the last year or so just like freight and logistics and all those challenges have been tough for everybody let alone a startup and so there's just totally. been a lot of things that we've had to fight through to to be able to get everything out there i can imagine and i do want to ask you about that in a moment but in, uh, before i get there what do the next six to 12 months look like is it focused on retail expansion or new product what does that look like yeah, so retail expansion is huge. Just getting our product available in all regions. Um, a few months ago, we went nationwide with our buttermilk and sprouts, and so that was a huge win for us, being able to get that out there. Um, but yeah, we've had so many great retailers that want to start carrying the products, want to make them available, and it's not just a natural channel like a lot of really big conventional retailers. Like, you know, we've got Harris Teeter, we've got like Walmart coming on board, we've got like all these, you know traditional like conventional type retailers that really see the need for healthy better for you plant-based products in their set so super exciting just expanding in retail we do have some new products in the works um probably not ready to announce those hey, yet but. that's okay that means you got to come back on down the road and share that with us All right. No, sounds good. I love it. Um, man, I, you know, just some small retailers, Walmart, Harris Teeter. Um, <laughs> that's amazing. Um, I always love to ask our guests like two or three of the biggest lessons learned, uh, pieces of advice you'd offer to other of our entrepreneurs that are listening. And you've been at this a couple years now. I mean, like you said, your early days, lots of runway and stretch, as I like to say, in front of you. But like, as you think about our listing audience, what would be two or three pieces of advice you'd offer to them? So for me, like one attribute that I think makes an entrepreneur really successful is humility. And it's not really one of those ones that you're going to hear when you go to like a conference or if you listen to like some of the different entrepreneurs who just love to like, like toast their own accomplishments. I think, you know, realizing there's so much that you don't know and being willing to like approach people and be like, Hey, I don't know anything about this. Can you help me? I think has really been one of the, the ways 
that's helped us be as successful as we have just like our first year since launch. Like there's so much that I don't know that my dad doesn't know that our team doesn't know. And so just to be like, Hey, we're new to this or, Hey, you know, we think this would do well in your stores. What do you think? Is this something that you're looking for? And really just kind of being approachable, you know, keeping, staying authentic with our mission. Um, you know, cause I grew up as like a chubbier kid, like, and looking at, you know, food options that were available when I was a kid, like so many things we were pitched like purple ketchup and just like products that were so full of sugar and fat, and all these things. And so just, you know, staying authentic with like your mission and what you're trying to do and, you know, reaching consumers and being like, Hey, this is 60 calories. It's half the fat of everything else that's out there really being authentic with what we're doing has helped us really be successful. And that's not really one of those like being genuine and being authentic. Those aren't really things that you'll hear every day. Um, but I think it really helps us resonate with stores, resonates with people when we go out there and we're selling and we're just meeting with consumers. I think that's kind of what sets us apart as opposed to like some brands that really like try to be just arrogant. And I don't, I don't mean that as a shot at anyone. I just think like, those two in particular, just being genuine and being authentic really, really set you apart. Yeah. I love that. That's great advice. Um, I, and, and so true. Uh, I'm excited for you guys. I'm so glad you've been here with us today. Share with our audience where they can find you, connect with you, buy your product, etc. Yeah. So our website is Millet Farms and we have a store tracker on there. We've been bringing on a lot of chains, so we keep updating that all the time. Um, but like Whole Foods is a big one. Sprouts is a big one. Earth Fair is a big one. Um, we've got a bunch of like independent stores that, that have been really great to us. Um, you know, Harris Teeter, uh, Met Market in the Northwest and the Pacific Northwest just brought us on. You can order directly online. If it's not available in your area, there's vegan essentials. And so there's a link to them on our website. And there's also fresh direct if you're in the Northeast. So we're trying to make it available to order online um, through some of our partners. So we've got a lot of different things in the works to make it available everywhere across the country. Dude, love that. Um, I, I can already see just the your shelf space increasing, uh, especially with the, the like I said, the packaging and the brand. Hey, it's been so great to have you on, Bill. Um, you got to come back down, down the road. Look forward to staying in touch and super excited for you and, and where the company's headed. Hey, thanks so much, Justin. It's been great. The Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck and powered by Contender Brands. You can download additional ContenderCast episodes directly via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartMedia, YouTube, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the ContenderCast, connect with us at ContenderCast.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender.